Hey, you're listening to Blindsight. Let's go. Dental health isn't something to take lightly. It's time to fight. It's time to thrive. Let's do this. Great. I'm delighted to welcome you to Blindsight. I'm your host, Bill Lundgren. And today we're going to do what I consider a fun project uh, where Jonathan, the producer of this program, and I will be talking about some of the things that affect people and talk about how we can change it. Uh, But first, I have to let you know that uh, if you have any feedback for us, there are two ways you can get a hold of us. One is to uh, send an email feedback at aftersight.org or telephone us at 720-712-8856. That, and at, and you know, that's the feedback line. And we certainly look forward to hearing from people who are listening to us with any suggestions or uh, even uh, some criticism of what we're doing. Uh, We certainly are glad to have the audience that we have. And Jonathan, I'm delighted to have a chance to, uh, you raised an interesting point. Uh, We were talking uh, offline last year, uh, last week. So uh, do you want to explain a little bit? Yeah, so it's always fun to be on here and chatting with you and, and just kind of shooting the breeze. And uh, we were doing uh, a, an interesting study with a group of mine, and we were talking about how our giants, whether they be either emotional or relational or physical or what have you, that many of these things that kind of hold us up uh, in our lives prevent us from doing the things that we want to do. You know, they can be psychological things like fear, uh, rejection, abandonment, disillusionment, uh, self-talk, self-doubt, self, you know, criticism. But then they can also be things that are physical like health, um, addictions, um, you know, things like that. So whatever giant is in your way or, or you may have in your life, whether they be known or unknown, can really prevent you from living your best life. And one of the speakers uh, gave the example of when you have, um, if you have a rattlesnake uh, and there's a rattlesnake on the on the path, sometimes it's not enough just to kill the rattlesnake. And when you chop off the head and when you remove the head, there is enough venom still in the fangs that if somebody were to step on it, it could be very lethal. So even though the snake is dead, it can be very dangerous or even lethal if you're not paying attention. And that's why if you ran across a rattlesnake and, and you were to you know dispose of it, you would want to bury the head so that it wouldn't um, come back to bite you. So the whole premise being that even if you think your giant is defeated, it is something that is always going to be a part of you and things that you are not going to be able to necessarily overcome. Just one thing, it's, you know, oh, yeah, I've stopped drinking for, you know, the the week and now I'm not an alcoholic anymore. Well, that's not really how that works. It's a daily, you know, a battle. The daily battle gets a little easier. But that's the 
that's the premise of really what I'd like sure. to talk about today in, in facing your own And diet. the thing is, what I'm hearing you talk about is not just the shame or the thing that, uh, you know, we walk around with and we're afraid to share, but can even be the yeah. things that we do that we're having trouble stopping. Mm-hmm. Uh, in other words, whatever mm-hmm. is, the giant is in our way of achieving what it is we yeah. want to do. And sometimes we're not even aware of it. I mean, we're just, mar- mm-hmm. let's put it that way, we're marginally aware or we minimize. And yet, if we mm-hmm. really get stand back and look at it, which is one of the advantages of counseling, is that sometimes uh, the, the therapist can help us to identify what the giants are in a way that we can um, step around it or to get rid of it mm-hmm. and to move forward. But sometimes we just are so caught up or we're so used to these giants that uh, they almost, it, it would feel strange if we got rid of them. No, oh, yeah, absolutely. Especially when you're talking about addiction. Exactly. And the, the thing that uh, it's really helpful, I think, for people to take time out. You know, we get so busy, we don't pay attention to ourselves. I got, mm-hmm. I got caught in that um, when I was doing a presentation recently uh, in that I was very, very tense and getting more and more anxious mm. about this particular presentation. And I started off, and I started off badly, in my mind, now this is mm. this is how I was judging it, not how other people judge it, right? I, badly, and I was the presentation wasn't flowing the way I thought it would, and it would have been so mm. great if I just said, "Hey, Bill, you're really stressed out right now. Don't you think it would be good mm-hmm. for you to stop? Let the audience know what you're feeling right now." Give yourself, take a deep breath, mm-hmm. and calm down before you go any further. But I mm-hmm. was operating like a train heading for a wreck. Mm-hmm. And by the end of it, I was not at all satisfied with it. But all I needed to do was to step back and look at what I'm, even though I was in front of people. And, you know, we get a little ashamed when we... You know, we're not doing perfectly, or at least I can get get that way, and I just want to get through it. And that's not what you do. You step back and, you know, look at that giant and say, okay, step out of the way. Uh, we're going to let, it, let the people know what I'm, what I'm feeling right now because I was justified in that stress. And then I can, mm. then I can calm down and do it the way I want to. That was just an example of how I experienced it. That makes sense? Well, and you have, oh, absolutely. And and you framed it really well. And I want to take a step even further back. When you have a giant, whatever it is, be it emotional, spiritual, physical, relational, that giant 
and you you mentioned it is is shaming you into such a way that you are trying to hide right. whatever it is that you're doing. You're trying to escape whatever you're doing. You're trying to diminish whatever you're doing, and you're making excuses for those things. Well, don't forget, we don't want to appear to others to be unsure or insecure. Right. You know, we want to look confident and present, you know, and when we go in and we, you know, we have to recognize to ourselves first, oh, this is what's going on. Mm -hmm. And say, okay, you mean Bill Lundgren is a human being. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, and and with that, oh, what a novel idea! <laughs> what, yes, yeah, we're all human, right? We all put our pants on one leg at a time, and right. it's when. But the the opposite of shame and fear is love and light. And the more that you shed light on a situation, the the best way to get rid of your giant is to bring somebody into the problem with you, and and for lack of a better term. Tell somebody about your problem. Confess your problem yeah. or confess what it is that you're doing to somebody else so that they can say, oh, I didn't even know you were nervous, Bill. That You, you did right. a great job. You did a fantastic job with your presentation. Well, man, I thought – and then once you bring to light whatever it is that you're yeah, exactly. going through, that giant completely diminishes and you're able to walk step in step with somebody who truly trusts you and believes in you. You can do so many more things. Right. But I would put a little proviso on that. That is, we do have to be somewhat cautious about uh, revealing the giant uh-huh. in, in the sense that we want to share with someone that we trust that will take our information and give us a feedback mm-hmm. that'll be realistic. There are some people who say, oh, that's ridiculous yep. or whatever. Or, or somebody so, well, how could you feel that way? <laughs> what you, you want is some, you know, there's some people in our lives that we can trust. Yeah. With, you know, depending on what the information we're sharing. Uh, I, I know... Uh, at times that we, any one of us are in a situation where we're meeting somebody for the first time and within 10 minutes of meeting them, uh, they tell us their entire life history. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And, you know, you're walking away with this burden. You you want to get away from this person. Uh But uh, what we, what many of us uh, do is, be afraid to share information with anybody. And we carry this burden around and, you know, it's locked up. It's our giant. It's going to stay with us because we haven't let someone who uh, cares about us know what's going on so that they can, they don't have to do anything. Yeah. But just listen. Uh, To add to that point, you also, with ever, with whoever, the person being that you're going to confide in to to share this giant with or to bring into this arena with you, you have to be able to accept either the 
criticism might be the too harsh of word. You have to be able to receive right. the feedback from that person because if you're not able to receive and hear, you have to think, you have to personally ask yourself, am I willing to hear what that person is going to tell me or or not? If you're not ready to hear the potential truth or right. what somebody's willing to say to you when you do this, I don't want to say keep it under a wrap, but maybe go to somebody else. Maybe go to, yeah. you know, find that one trusted person. I've got several of my trusted, my, my quote, ride or die people who I know that I could ride with them to the ends of the earth and they would never leave my side. And those are the people that I can confide in 100% of the time right. without any right. shame or judgment. They'll, they'll say, look, JP, you screwed up. You you royally made a mistake, but we love you, and we're going to help you fix this. Exactly, exactly. It isn't the uh, we made a mistake. It's the fact that they care about enough to let us know, mm-hmm. and and to know they support us even if we've made a mistake. There's nothing. One of the things that we get that any of us can get into is the sense that of failure. And and I try to tell people there's no such thing as failure. Right. There is an opportunity to find a different way of doing something. One hundred percent correct. Absolutely. You know, it's like Steve Jobs would never have computed uh, completed making the first uh, personal computer yeah. if he had given up the first uh, failure that he had. He had many mm-hmm. tries before he finally found. Uh, the way to develop to uh, uh, create a personal computer and look at what a change that has made yeah. uh, in in everybody's life. Mm-hmm. Well, but it started out with mistakes. It, yeah, and mistakes are if you're. This kind of goes to a wisdom mindset, but when you can address a mistake as a learning opportunity, you gain wisdom from that because. When you have mm-hmm. wisdom, just doesn't come from knowledge or experience. It's a both and situation. Wisdom is the ability to take knowledge and experience and use them at a future date. And when you access all that information, you're able to then make wise decisions. And I want to start, you know, I, I say start, but. The first step in being able to overcome any of these giants is to first identify it. And you may not be able to identify it by yourself. So finding somebody who you trust to say, hey, do you see any blind spots that I may be struggling with? Do you see anything in my Mm -hmm. life that might be happening? Or find a counselor, find a mental health professional, find a life coach. Exactly. And Mm -hmm. they can help you point your life in a certain direction. And I think that's absolutely critical. Do you have any suggestions on those two things about how to find a counselor or maybe how to find somebody who you trust? Well, there, there's a couple ways. Uh, one, I know that uh, uh, we've been talking uh, at AfterSight about putting a resource mm-hmm. list together and certainly listening to uh, to the program ongoing. We've been trying to introduce you to people who are in the field, uh, if someone has uh, private insurance, then you know a good way to find a counselor is to check out some of the people on the list for which they get 
uh, there's reimbursement from the insurance company. And that's where people often start. But it means you have to check, maybe set up some appointments with several people to find the one that works best. Hmm. The other uh, important thing, of course, is to ask friends. Say, you know, I think I need to see a counselor. Mm -hmm. Can you recommend one? Ask around, which is a big step in and of itself for us to admit that we're thinking about needing a counselor. Mm -hmm. And for a lot of people, that's, you know, that's uh, the most difficult part to admit Mm -hmm. that you've got some giants and you wanting some help to uh, to uh, to deal with it. And then when you find the right counselor, then, you know, you can uh, begin to work on it Mm -hmm. as well as not just in the office, but with some of the ideas that come up during the session you take home and think about it, and you know sometimes a counselor will give you some exercises to help you identify what the uh, what the giant is and how you might bring the giant down to size. Yeah. Well, and that works perfectly into step number two is having weapons to face your giants, and the biggest weapon that I think you can use is your own mind and capturing the thoughts that you have immediately. And this is not something that does that, that takes hold overnight. You have to constantly practice this and it's not going to take a week. It may take a month. It may even take year or several years because to be able to change your way of thinking and to capture a thought captive in the moment Mm -hmm. takes so much, um, uh, intuitiveness. It's take, it takes knowing yourself, knowing how you react in certain situations. Not only that, but making sure you can stay in a particular situation um, that is beneficial for your mental health. And when you venture outside of those areas, you would, you just want to make sure that you're trying to capture that thought. Like if you're going on stage, you gave that example and you, you captured that thought but you had a choice to make, which is, do I stop the presentation or do I keep going with the presentation? You just plowed right through it. And one of two things probably happened. You either got more anxious or the anxiety subsided as you kept going. So one of those two things mm-hmm. happened. And if you had stopped and said, boy, man, you guys, I'm feeling super nervous. I'm sorry. I'm going to take a drink of water real quick. I'm going to catch my breath. And then right. we're just going to launch into this. So let's go. And that is exactly right. But you see, the other thing is also to understand that the giant I was facing was not as big as I was mm-hmm. envisioning it to be. That 99% of the time is the truth. Yeah. And that is an important piece to, uh, you know, I was almost... You know, my my own internal anxiety was was being projected out into uh, thinking that everybody was judging me in, in the same way as I judged myself. Which is, you know, a lot of people reminded me afterwards, Bill, your own you are the harshest judge mm-hmm. of things that you do. And I've had to say, yes, that's true, but that keeps me going. It does. You know? Yeah, it's it's yeah. that chip on the shoulder, you know, that, that you carry yeah, around, whether yeah, it be a comment that a parent or a family member or a teacher made from years ago that you carry around with you, that may not be the best burden to carry, but sometimes that can be used as motivation. 
And when we give it that, it can be a motivation. That's it, and, right? And when right. we, it's a motive, can be. But you see, it's a fine line between being motivated yeah, huh? and being uh, destroyed. That's right. Being at least. Uh, scared to death. That's right. That's exactly where I was going to go. Because if you start to let that burden carry you and weigh you down, that's a big issue. There's a, a huge difference, like you said, between the motivational aspect of a comet versus the weight of that comet destroying your life. Right. Yep. And then, and you know, we do we do have within us uh, our parents. Mm-hmm. Our parents they tended to be. Uh, hard on us. Mm-hmm. And they may feel that for our own good. Mm-hmm. But if we incorporate that as an adult, then it gets in the way. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, the uh, where we, we feel like we will never succeed. Correct. Or we're never good enough. That's a biggie. We're never good enough. Mm-hmm. Then that gets in the way. And we have to Again, be a nurturing parent mm. to ourselves. Yeah, it's really taking we, that six, seven, eight, nine, ten year old Jonathan or Bill and, you know, taking them aside and saying, Hey, but I see you're really struggling with something. You want to talk about it and be able to have that internal dialogue. I did that not 20 minutes ago and I just sat on the couch or I laid on the couch, closed my eyes for a few minutes. And it wasn't necessarily to take a nap, but it was to refocus my energy onto what I needed to do for the rest of my day because this week has been a really busy week. And I don't like using the word busy, but there are a lot of things that were out of my control that I had no control over that just had to be done. And I felt that burden of of just busyness and I didn't fill my day with things that I wanted. And so, you know, when you, uh, coming back to the giant aspect, the shame and the fear of facing your giant is a very real one. I don't want to negate the fact that people are dealing with giants that are right. going to the grocery store because of social anxiety. Or they may be huge giants like facing the death of a family member or a spouse or a child or an addiction or pornography use, or whatever have you. Or or if I can just add in, yeah. uh, for those of us who uh, experience the gradual blindness mm-hmm. or any kind of physical disability, it's, we, see, we may see some signs of it. Yeah. And or we decide, oh, this is this, is this and then we try to hide it from everyone else. Yeah. Rather than just saying, okay, uh, I need to check this out. Yeah. In fact, we're even afraid to check out for what, what we'll find out. Mm-hmm. Because, and then we build it up to something that's so insurmountable. No wonder we feel like we can't let anybody in. But the, that's the giant that we have to face. Yeah. But we put off. And if you guys want to hear a lot of those stories. We tell a lot of those stories and many of those people have that exact same experience where I wasn't going blind. I just had some mild vision loss and I just needed glasses and I just this and I just that. I hate the word just. But if you want to go listen to some of those episodes, there's some amazing shows on our show, The Blind Chick. 
and they talk a lot about those stories. And so if you're needing some motivation or some help, maybe somebody's going through a giant that you're facing. Maybe it's just hearing somebody going through what you went through um, can really help set you on the right path. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, which which um, brings me to that third and final point is that once you have addressed your giant, once you have gotten the tools to be able to slay your giant or to fight your giant, whether with that somebody or not, now you have to either conquer it. And I use conquer kind of loosely because I don't know that we ever conquer our giants, like I said in the beginning, but you either live with it or you continue to grow and figure out a way to coexist with that giant or you are able to overcome it, for lack of a better term. Yeah, I think the coexistence is an option we don't always uh, like. No. But I think that's a very important word. It is. I mean, we have to coexist with, I've had to coexist with uh, my deteriorating vision. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've had to, I have to coexist with the fact that I'm getting older and I can't do the thing that I used or stay up all night like I did when I was, uh, you know, 18. <laughs> yeah. You just say, but it come to, I think, not just fighting the giant, but also accepting the giant is in our lives and reduce the size by not being afraid of the giant. Yeah. Of just saying, okay, this is, this is the reality and we're going to adapt to that, whatever that thing is. But the first thing we have to do is recognize the giant, mm-hmm. identify it, yeah, and say, okay, now what do I do with this information? Mm-hmm. What do I do with this knowledge to be able to continue to live the life that we want to live yeah. under these realities? Just as someone who has an addiction to, uh, you know, once they say, once you're an addict, you're always an addict, but you don't have to behave like uh, an active addict. You just recognize that this is a giant that's with you and be respectful of it and respectful of you, Mm -hmm. yourself. Just the same in terms of physical disability or whatever, whatever it is. It's not recognizing to kill it, but to recognize it to make a decision what makes the most sense for you Mm -hmm. and leaves you free to be who you are and to do the things that you want to do. I'm I I'm hoping I'll be invited again next year because I know what I did what uh, was going on, and I know that the next time I do it, I will feel a whole lot more comfortable. Well, sure. Well, and I remember and when you started this, when we started this podcast, you were so nervous at the very beginning, and now you're well, a seasoned vet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. But I thought I was supposed to be. I'm supposed to be, you know. But yeah, and then you get used to it. Then you you begin to enjoy the process Mm -hmm. of doing, you know, doing a podcast or whatever you're doing, 
knowing that, okay, you know, I, I learned something from X experience mm-hmm. and I'm using that today yeah. in order to uh, increase my enjoyment and not being afraid of it, whatever, whatever the it may be. But it is a process. It's a, it's a mental process of paying attention to ourselves, mm-hmm. which we don't do as much as we need to. Pay attention to what, uh, what's holding us back. Mm-hmm. And uh, begin to identify, as you say, identify the, the giant and then make some, some decision about how to deal with it or them. Yeah. Yep. Well, do you have any final comments or thoughts about about these giants as we wrap this up? Well, I think I think the thing that uh, sometimes we have to do. I think we we'll do a program on mindfulness mm-hmm. and about meditation because it's one of the ways we can deal with some of our giants. Yeah. But I think that if the the thing I want to leave people with is the understanding that we don't have to be afraid mm-hmm. of that whatever it is that we're we're facing. Mm-hmm. We just have to have the confidence or uh, get the help of someone to build that confidence to be able to to do what we want to do with the giant or abolish the giant, if, if that's possible, mm-hmm. and not let anything stop us. I really believe that we do not have to have these kinds of things to stop us from what it is that we want to do. Yeah, That's maybe, a, that's optimistic, I know, but I'd much rather be an optimist than a pessimist. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I'm excited because next week on the show, and I haven't told you this, so I apologize. This is your first time hearing it, but we actually have a caller from, or we have a caller, a call in, uh, talking about imposter syndrome. So we're going to be answering that uh, live on our show. So be tuning in for that. And like Bill said at the beginning, if you have your own questions, if you have your own giants that you may just want us to talk about, feel free to reach out to us at feedback at aftersight.org or give us a phone call 720-712-8856. Again, 720-712-8856. And and we'll get that um, played on the air. Or if you just want us to ask a general question about that, we can absolutely do that. Okay. This is Blindside. I'm your host, Bill Lundgren, with the producer of this and all the other podcasts in Aftersight, uh, Jonathan Price. Uh, we look forward to seeing you next time.